Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Maker Mom podcast. I really just, wow, I, I know, I say it every week right now, but I'm so blown away that just two episodes away from doing this podcast for a year. And I've had the absolute thrill uh, and joy to talk with so many amazing maker moms. Like I I can't even list them all because, well, they'd probably be every single episode um, because there's been something I loved about every single episode. Anyway, in today's episode, I had the joy and pleasure to talk with Tamar from 3x3 Custom. I've been following along with Tamar for quite some time and I've really enjoyed the videos she puts up on Instagram of all the jigs and the fixtures she makes to make her job just so much easier. Um, So absolutely thrilled that I had a chance to get a chance to talk with her and find out more about her story, about why she makes, how she got started in it, and uh, what she really enjoys doing. So uh, before I let you get to it though, don't forget um, to follow along with the Maker Mom podcast over on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom podcast. And uh, the link in the bio there will get you all sorts of places like the show notes so that you can check out more about all these awesome Maker Moms and how to follow along with them on all the different social media platforms that they are on. Um, as well as uh, join the Maker Mom podcast tribe. Go head on over to Patreon, and uh, there's uh, quite a few different tiers available, the lowest one just being $1 a month, so $12 a year. Um, and you get all kinds of goodies, like shout-outs at the beginning of the show. Uh, we had one just last week with Amy from Bison Car- uh, Valley Carving. Uh, besides being our interview guest, also became a patron. Um and uh, yeah, you could get t-shirts and stickers and extra content and all kinds of goodies. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, but with no further ado, here is Tamar with 3x3 Custom. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that changes over time. Mm-hmm. When there's like no kids in the picture, like Mondays suck, but... Now they're awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that first hour of quiet and peace yeah. yes yeah i kind of enjoy the fact that i don't usually talk to any other human being like during the day sometimes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome well do you have any uh questions before we get started uh no i don't think so all right cool just having a chat yeah yeah i'm, I'm wearing pokemon headphones <laughs> <laughs> So you have one of, are you the Pokemon fan or do you have a kid who's into Pokemon? A kid who's into Pokemon. Mm -hmm. My son is six and that's like 
all there is in the world right now is Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, Hence awesome. The headphones. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. All right, well, why don't we start with um, just an introduction about yourself and your family. All right. Sure. All right. (laughs) So my name is Tamar Hannah, and um, I have three kids. And I am a woodworker, maker, DIYer, just all around. (laughs) I just do stuff around the house. And um, I I guess, do you want to know how I started or... Just- well, we'll we'll I'll stop you there because we'll get there. I promise. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, um, why don't we go back a little bit to your childhood? What was My your childhood? Yeah. What was your childhood like? What kind of things were you interested in? Uh, so I was not a maker or a, at all when I was a child. My parents are shocked that I'm doing this right now. um, this is all something that came on later in life I guess Uh, growing up I actually my grandmother was an artist and she would oh she would just like give us a a canvas and she would just let us go crazy she like she would like split it in half like one side for me one side for my brother and just let us paint so she kind of um, I guess drove my creativity in a way. My grandfather was a woodworker, but I did not learn anything from him. Sadly, he, he, he passed away before I was able to learn anything. Um, and, but I guess there's just something in my blood <laughs> that brought me to it. What's actually very interesting is that I made a cutting board and my mom like kind of freaked out and she went and found a box that my grandfather had made that looked just like the cutting board that I made. So, so growing up, I uh, woodworking and stuff like that. I wasn't doing that, but there was like a little bit of creativity stuff that was thrown at me through my grandparents and I guess through the bloodline. Um, and my mom's also an artist and she, she, um, she makes jewelry and things like that. So yeah, but I myself wasn't, I wasn't pushing, I wasn't studying art or, or going towards that stuff. So this, this was all just like a new thing that happened as I was, as I was older. Okay. Um, I mean, was there anything, were you into like sports or anything? Like what, what did you do to like in your free time kind Music. of as a kid? Music? Music. Okay. So I played guitar and my dream job when I was like what I went to school for was to be an A&R, like for like a record label. That was like it for me. <laughs> but the babies happened and things changed. <laughs> and things changed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you play guitar. Any other instruments? No. No. Okay. Uh, any chance you were in like a garage, like, you know, rock band or anything in your teenage years? I wish I was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you you already mentioned it. So after high school, um, college, and you went, uh, that was like what you went and got your degree in was? Yeah, in media. Media? Okay. Yeah. So I was doing, so I actually studied like 
film editing and things like that, which really helped me with my YouTube channel. But the goal was really to go into the music industry. Okay. Did you get to realize any of that kind of career or like do any internships in any of that after college? Yeah, a little bit. I did some internships in like PR and marketing and things like that. I worked at an advertising agency for a little bit before <laughs> BBs happened. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't as creative as I, as I would, would hope for it to be. Um, okay. But, but it was fun. It was mm -hmm. a learning experience. Yeah. yeah. Was it maybe one of those realizations of like, um, I know, at least personally, it's like you go to college with this dream job in mind and then you get out of college and realize like, A, it's really difficult to get that dream job <laughs> and, yeah. and then B, maybe it's not as cut out as you thought it was going to be like what you mm -hmm. expected it to be. Yep. Um, okay, so then you said making came later in life for you. So how long have you been a maker consider yourself to be a maker so it was always just like something that I did while the kids were taking a nap or something I would like do some art project it wasn't making with 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 wood or woodworking it was smaller stuff just like random art projects here and there and then slowly it started I would go to flea markets and refinish furniture that's kind of really where it started and that was also just something I did while the kids were napping. And it was really only until my youngest was going off to school, like full time, that I started to um, think about how, how I'm going to do this full time. Like, what am I going to, what can I turn these skills into that's going to be some sort of business? Like, I knew I wanted to create and make, and, and I just didn't know which way I was going to, to do that. Um, there was one project that started me with woodworking and that was a bench. And it was just, it was just something that I wanted to do for my free time. I, I was looking for a bench. I, I couldn't find one that I liked. So I was like, you know what? I see this tutorial online. Let me just try it. And like, I just, instantly fell in love with the entire process of it. I'm like, I want to build another one so I can fix all those mistakes that I made in the first one. Um, and I just, it just kept like snowballing from there. And that's when I realized I definitely wanted to focus on honing my skills with woodworking and maybe that being the business. But the, there was no social media involved in the beginning at all. It was just that maybe I was going to sell cutting boards locally or things like that, like small little items, like little planter boxes. And then somehow the social media stuff started. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a fun ride. Awesome. Um, so like when you started with like the, you know, flea market furniture, refinishing that, was it generally geared towards, um, I mean, were most of your projects geared towards stuff like you needed around the house for yourself or like presents or, I mean, were, or were you already kind of thinking about like, maybe I need to find, maybe I could find something to turn into a business? So with the flea market stuff, it was, it was all stuff for myself because if my kids were still home with me, I wasn't thinking business wise. It was just something to make me not go crazy during the day. <laughs> 
uh, with being home with the kids. And it only turned into thinking towards business once. It was a year before my youngest was going into school. So I started thinking, all right, he's going into school next year. What am I doing? So, uh, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, what do you think drove you towards this kind of anything to do with like this DIY and furniture stuff as a way for that outlet for not going crazy, you know, with, <laughs> with three kids at home? Like what about that seemed appealing to you? Interesting. Um, I don't know. There's just the satisfaction of finishing a project of satisfaction of, of creating something where when you're taking care of the kids, it's just like, okay, they're fed, they're happy, they're, they're, they're playing, you know, there's no, nothing like concrete that you can say, look at this time I spent doing something, you know? So doing a project, it's like you spend hours doing something and there's a finished project, a, a finished product that you can look at. And it's like, this is what I did with my time. Look, <laughs> you know? Um, and like, just like, cleaning up after the kids, making dinner, like there's nothing, it just, yeah, all that stuff just has to be done. And this is just something extra that just makes you feel good about yourself that like you're creating something with your time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, makes, makes total sense to me. Um, you know, I didn't ask before, what's your, what are the uh, ages of your kiddos? Uh, the oldest is 10 and then seven and then six. Okay. Almost six, yeah. Okay. All right. So pretty close together age wise also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you in the, let's get the pain over with like quickly type of mode or, um, yeah. some, some moms have said, you know, let's get all of the uh, last a uh, couple moms ago she's going to end up having three under the age of four. I think she's got her third one on the way. So um, get it over with quickly, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, that's kind of it. Just, yeah. I, I, there's like an end in sight and now I can just <laughs> live my life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So when you started with that bench, Mm -hmm. Um, was that the first time you'd worked with tools? So I was working with tools with the refinishing of, um, the furniture, like from the flea market stuff, because there were things that needed to be repaired. So there were just little fixes here and there, but that bench was the first time that I used a miter saw. So like a big, scary tool. That was the first time. Yes. Okay. Um, so were you intimidated by that miter saw when you first started to use I it? I actually have a video on my Instagram of me using it. And that when I like pressed the trigger, I like jerked back. Because <laughs> I was so alarmed by the loud noise. It was super scary. I had to like psych myself up to even turn it on. It was so scary and intimidating. But then I loved it. <laughs> I have really found that for a lot of maker moms, I now I'm starting to call the miter saw like the gateway 
tool drug into totally. um <laughs> most most um that i've interviewed have said that's like their first like serious tool that they used and kind of like fell in love with using totally um so you said you were following a tutorial was it a specific like whose tutorial were you following yeah so it was like can it like it's the blog name was like candy something but it, it was like a super popular pin that a lot of people have copied you know it's like that that like overlapping two by four bench that kind of looks like box joints so it's mm -hmm. been copied like a billion times from people but the original post it's not someone that i know and their mm -hmm. their normal stuff is not generally woodworking stuff also okay so. okay so when the youngest was you know about to be heading into school full time and you're like okay how can i turn this into a business i guess what was the what was your thought process there for going from like i'm just making things for our family and enjoying this to like let's turn it into a business let's do something further with it so at first i started to try to sell stuff locally like cutting boards and things like that um and it was fine but then it got really um annoying <laughs> because dealing with um the clients was a little bit annoying there was it also i didn't i just feel like sometimes people were telling me what they wanted and i didn't have creative control over things and i just wanted to have complete creative control and that's when I went to one of the, the conferences and that's, uh, I think it was the Haven conference. And that's because I, I was like, I still don't know which way I want to steer my business. And I went to this Haven conference that some people from Instagram convinced me to go. And that's when I realized I needed to shift my focus to social media and to start doing a YouTube channel and and make a website and to just move away from selling products because and i i haven't um i think it was the best move i'm so happy that i decided to do that i decide the projects i build stuff for me and my family what we need i don't have to deal with clients who are telling me what they want and or or stopping me from doing some sort of creative thing that i want to do so i i'm really happy that i made that switch and it's been awesome it's been a really fun ride Awesome. Um, all right. So when did you get into, cause you said like, you know, you started with the, like the cutting boards and stuff and that was like before social media at all. So how did you like, what made you start getting into social media even to start with? So what I started, oh, you know what it was? When I, I, I didn't have my three by three custom page, I just had my, my, um, my personal account. And I was looking through for, for inspiration or just like advice on Instagram. And I kept seeing this thing for the builder's challenge. I was like, what is this? Everyone like, what is this builder's challenge? And I was like, okay, next time I want to be part of this builder's challenge, but you needed your, your profile to be public but I didn't want my personal profile to be public. So I made up three by three custom. And the reason why I did three by three custom was um, I thought it would be a cool logo on cutting boards. <laughs> That's the only reason. I mean, the three is my kids' names. I'm not, 
because I have three kids and the three by three woodworking. And I just thought the logo was cool. So I created three by three custom to be part of the builder's challenge. And um, that's when I realized a little bit of the social media stuff, like because my posts were getting traction and people liked what I was sharing. Um, and now what's crazy is that I'm on the build team for the, <laughs> for the builders challenge. And that's kind of what started me on Instagram. And I, I just, I love being part of the challenge because it's, um, it's totally the reason why I started doing social media. So I feel like I'm like giving back and just like being part of the whole woodworking community on Instagram is just so awesome. And like, that's where I first saw the woodworking community on Instagram. And like, I just think it's so awesome that everyone just like cheers each other on, even though it's like the competition and, and that's really where it got started and it just snowballed from there. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I mean, it sounds like you were geared towards wanting to have a business pretty early on, but was there anything that like you were hesitant about, like turning this into a business? Any, oh, for I sure. guess fear, fears behind, like, especially behind that decision between like the social media versus, you know, selling product. Oh, for sure. Like putting myself out there, scariest thing in the world, pressing that, that publish button on my first YouTube video. I needed like five shots of tequila before I pressed that button. Um, it was. It, it I thought so you were supposed scary. to hit the floor at four. So if you had five, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I might be over exaggerating. Um, so yeah, putting myself out there so scary. I'm also. I know it, it's weird because I'm on social media and I'm out there, but I'm actually very shy closed off kind of person like I don't put my 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 life up I never shared my life on social media on my private pages you know um so sharing aspects of my life with complete strangers is super scary <laughs> you know um but the rewards that come from it are are amazing just when I get messages from people saying they watched their my videos with their daughters and it's just like having the those girls out there who are able to watch videos of other girls and women building stuff and making stuff and doing stuff it just makes it all worth it and I, I it was super scary but now I'm so happy that I did it awesome totally awesome and I agree that it's really amazing I think that we get to help shape the next generation of of makers um, by being out there ourselves. Um, all right. So what does you started with the, uh, the startling miter saw, but have definitely moved past that. So what, uh, what's your shop set up like now? What's my shop set up like? Mm -hmm. I have, I still have, I have a table saw, I guess like the order, should I say like the order of what, what went next? Okay, so it started with the miter saw, and then was the table saw, which also like so scary the first time I used it. Um, I, I remember I was like standing off to the side, and I was I was pushing it. it was so scary. Um, after that, I guess I think router was the big the next big one. 
and now I don't know what I would do without my router. Um, do you have the full like three quarter horsepower router? Or do you also have like the the trim router and stuff like that? So too? I started with the trim router. Okay. And then I got a router table after that. And now I also have the a big three a quarter horsepower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you have for table saw? Do you have the saw stop now? No, or? I have the DeWalt job site. And which is, I get a ton of comments from people that say, I love that you're doing all that stuff on the job site saw, which I, like, there's stuff that I have to work around because it's a job site saw, but it's doable, you know? You just got to make it work. So mm -hmm. I still have that. I would love to get a big bandsaw and a jointer and a drum sander, but I don't have things. Yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> the the never-ending list of uh, tool wish lists. Mm -hmm. um, so are you working out of like your garage or do you get to have a separate shop or? So I work out of my garage. It's detached, uninsulated, really, really cold in the winter, <laughs> uh, but I make it work. So I started off with one. It's a, it's, I'm lucky enough that it's a big garage and I started off with just one bay and then I took over the second bay and now I'm into the half of the third <laughs> so I'm like two and a half days into my garage but we never kept our cars in there to begin with so so it's not as big of a deal that you're uh taking it over yeah no <laughs> it's mine yes <laughs> um okay so you already touched on a little bit of your wish list but what's at the top of that wish list like what's the the very tippy top of that tool wish list that you're hoping to get next. I think the one thing that would change the way that I plan out my projects would be a larger bandsaw. I would let, I would say jointer, but I could get away without a jointer. I use jigs on the table saw and the planer. Um, I would love to have a drum sander, but I feel like that's just a, that's like, like you don't need one, <laughs> um, but a larger bandsaw, I, I can't resaw anything. I, when I resaw, I have to resaw on the table saw and then that eats up a lot of wood. But even if there's taller pieces, I can't do it fully. Then I have to use a handsaw to finish cutting the rest. I think that having a larger bandsaw would definitely change the way that I plan out my projects and, and just general workflow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, any particular brand that you're kind of dreaming about with that bandsaw maybe like jet or powermatic or something like that yeah okay all right um now i know from watching your instagram especially like you are big into making jigs and fixtures um yep i always like personally i get a little bit in intimidated by the idea of like having to figure all that out sometimes um did you struggle with that at all or has that always just been like a no-brainer to you like this is what I need to do so I remember when I first started getting into woodworking I was obviously turned to YouTube for answers 
And um, I remember watching a video, an Izzy Swan video. And I think it was just something simple like a cross guts letter or, some, or something like that. And he's saying, jig, jig, jig. And I'm like, what's a jig? And then after the video is over, I'm just like, this is never something that I'm ever going to do. <laughs> like, not. All right, next video. Uh, and then the first time that I had to make a jig to do something, I, re I actually remember what it was. It was during one of those builders, challenge, builders challenges. And I wanted to turn a square, a square leg. I wanted to like put a little bit of like a chamfer on the corners of the bottom, like kind of make it into like an octagon, I guess. And um, I made a rest for the leg to hold it into the, on an angle. And I made this crude looking thing to hold it. I'm just like, I just like made a jig, I think. <laughs> and that first feeling of, of making a jig, I was like, wow, that was really fun. I really like doing that. And then as projects just kept coming along, I just kept thinking, what, what would make my life easier right now? And making those jigs, they just make my life easier. And I, I love figuring out, all right, there's a problem. How do, we, how do we figure this out? How do we get this done? And so it was something that I didn't think I was ever going to do at first. And then as projects just went along, it was like, I think th this could be done in an easier way. Let me figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes, makes total sense. Uh, I mean, the, I've made a couple um, myself, but it took a really long time to just get up to like, okay, I need to do this. My first one was the, um, I made the, to flatten out slabs with my router, you know, so I made yeah. one of the like kind of table sleds for that. And that's like one of those things that's like, now I walk in the shop and I'm like, hey, I made something that actually makes my, like I made a tool essentially. Um, yeah. You know, I made a giant planer for myself. Right. Basically. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So what would you say, like, what's your little like elevator pitch on your, um, about like your YouTube channel and your social media? Like what is your intent behind sharing all of this stuff? What's my intent? Hmm. Uh, um, so I guess I, I want people who aren't into woodworking and aren't into making to feel less intimidated by it and to say, oh, she's doing it, I could do it also, you know? Because um, that's totally what it is. I, if I could do it, you could, you could do it too. I did not grow up doing this stuff. I have no, I had, I don't have a history of learning any of this stuff. This is just stuff that I've learned on my own from trial and error, from watching other YouTube videos. And if you're watching this video, you could do it also. So that's really just it. I, I also, I make stuff for myself and my family and it's also a personal journey for me. So I'm just growing and learning and people are on this ride <laughs> along with me and hopefully they're learning as well as i'm putting out these videos so i think i think it's, it's cool to see I, I think hopefully people can just see that they could be on that sort of journey 
for themselves also that they could start from pocket holes and then move on to something else um and i also for for all the like the little girls like my daughter out you know for her to see that that i'm out there in the shop building and doing these things and for other little girls to see that there is a woman out there that's building and and doing all this stuff and for them to see that they could do it also if they want to or they could do anything that they want to so that's mm -hmm. that's really what it's for okay awesome all right, so here's the here's the reality of of life as a mom and a maker, right? So, you're a mom of three. <clears throat> uh, you're physically making things, plus you're putting together all of these um, things for social media, like your YouTube channel and Instagram, and that all takes time. Um, getting brand sponsorship takes time. So how are how do you manage? doing all of this at the same time without totally losing your sanity who says i didn't lose my sanity <laughs> um no. so um i mean it's really just it's a, it's all about balance it's hard it's really hard so kids are off at school first thing in the morning i check my computer i check the emails whatever get everything done for the house that needs to be done. And then I go out to the shop come three o'clock when the kids are home. So I have all day to be working come three o'clock. They're home. The chaos starts and um, the garage has to be closed by three o'clock because I can't like, unless I'm towards the end of a project, like I'm just sanding something like it's fine, whatever. But if I have to really be thinking, they cannot be around. And, um, and I'm busy with them with their homework, dinner, everything until they go to sleep, 7.30, I'm back on the computer doing editing and stuff like that. So it's all just really about balance. I, I, I chose to stay home. I quit my job and chose to stay home when my kids were born so that I could be around and be a good mom. I mean, not to say that you're not a good mom if you're not around. This does not mean to say that if you're working all the power to you. I could not have done that. Um, it just, I chose to stay home and I chose to, to focus on my family and focus on my kids. So when they're home, I, I really try to focus on what's going on there. Of course, every once in a while, I'll be on my computer, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> and um, I, I guess... On the weekends, I also, I try not to do any work. I try to focus on family time. It's hard. It's really hard. But I guess just somehow it gets done. And if something doesn't get done, it just gets pushed off. I mean, the kids are home sometimes because they're sick and I have a deadline for something and it's just, it's stressful, but I can't get it done. And it just happens. I don't, it, just make it work somehow. Yeah, um, I think maybe some of the key key word to that came to mind for me is like it's somewhat always in survival mode, right? Just basically making it to the end of the day. Yeah, hopefully feeling like you did a good job on all fronts. That right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what would you say is your favorite part about uh, being? A maker. My favorite part about being a maker. 
I think it's just the 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 satisfaction when a project is finished. Because like while you're doing something, it's not. I guess it's not really so fun. It's like all like towards the end, like while you're frustrated, you know. Um, but the end when something's finished and it's set, that was in my head. Now it's in real life. Amazing. That's that's really what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I I realize I should know the answer to this, but I don't. Do you um, do plans for all of your pieces? I do. Not all, but some. Okay. okay. So do you do plans like before you even start the project or is that like you're doing plans kind of after the fact? It depends. So I kind of draw up a like a rough sketch usually like on SketchUp like just to get my like what I need for for like to go out to buy the materials and then I build it and that's always different measurements from what I actually <laughs> built so then I'll redraw up the plans based on the actual thing that I built onto SketchUp. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um what would you say is your favorite part about being a mom? Like, <laughs> is there an answer to this question? Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite part about being a mom? I mean, like, morning snuggles are really fun. I'll take, I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in my house, I would go with... Um, evening snuggles oh no no i'm done at the end of the day (laughs) i get that too i get that too but in the mornings it's more like i become drill sergeant just trying to get them out the door on time to get to the bus and all that fun stuff yeah yeah i'm mean mommy in the morning so at night even though i'm tired i'm much nicer to my kids at the at the end of the day um i hear that um do you feel like you've had any challenges uh being a woman maker uh slash like woman influencer kind of in this more male dominated field challenges specifically in in the social media stuff or in woodworking in general I guess, I guess in both, like in, in either side, like, do you feel like there's been any challenges, I guess, based on your gender? So when I go to, to like the lumber place and then places like that, I get this, these looks like, what, what, what are you here for? You know, I went recently to, to my local hardware store to buy a big gallon or a big jug of Titebomb and the guy working there, super nice old man, but <laughs> he comes up to me and says, oh, ma'am, sorry, that's not the right glue for slime. Uh, and he, I know he was just trying to be helpful. I, I, I understand it, but the, just like the general idea, nobody expects that I'm in there, that I know what I'm doing, that I should belong there, you know? So in that aspect, sometimes it's a little bit difficult. I kind of just laughed at him. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but um, online, 
of course, YouTube, I get some comments that are just rude and disgusting and try to delete as many of those as I possibly can. And then there's just like, there's sometimes when somebody will start off with a really great comment, like, oh, this is so awesome. And by the way, you're really hot. It's like, oh, you almost, you almost got it. You almost were there. And it's just, it's just, I, I don't, my focus of my, of my channel is not me. It's, it's my work. Like that just didn't need to be said at all. Like I, I, I get really upset when anyone says anything about my looks or anything about me being a girl or or a woman am i a woman or a girl whatever i'm a girl <laughs> um i guess as i hope that as time goes on people will stop making comments about the fact that i'm a, a girl or woman but um it happens i just deal with it yeah do you feel like, um, just, I guess, you know, since you're, you have multiple channels that social media channels that you're on, do you feel like you deal with maybe some of those worse comments more like on YouTube versus like Instagram or, um, I have never once had a negative derogatory comment on Instagram. I get occasional like random DMs with like someone being like, Hey, what's up? Like, no, sorry. This is not what this is about. Um, <laughs> and YouTube brings out some pretty bad characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally would agree. I am definitely nowhere near the scale that you are at, but um, even as tiny of a channel as I have, like, if there's any negative comments, it's always on YouTube mm -hmm. for the most part. You should try Reddit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I tried Reddit. Like, that's a whole bad. Yeah. That's where I got my first, like, really nasty uh, troll was Reddit. And so now I have a very strict policy. I don't put anything on Reddit. Yep. <laughs> um, I go Instructables instead, and they're so much nicer over there. Um Okay, so what what do you hope that your, um, or I guess what do you want your kids to learn from kind of watching you be, not just being a maker and making things, but you're also an, you know, an entrepreneur running your own business. So what are some things you're, you're hoping that they pick up from seeing that? Yeah, so there's always these like random moments where like my kids are like, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'll say like, I couldn't build that table. And then, then I figured out how to build a table, <laughs> you know, um, just, or, or when something goes wrong, when I, we're at dinner time, we always talk about things that happen during the day. We all take turns, whatever. And when I say like something that something that, that failed and, and that I fixed it. And I'm like, see guys, like something was broken and I couldn't figure it out. And then finally I figured out a way to fix it. I just have to like keep moving on. So I guess that's something that I've been trying to instill in my kids. Like don't give up, just keep trying to figure something out. Um, but what I think the coolest thing is, is that when my kids need something, they don't say, mom, can you buy me? My son says, mom, can you build me a nightstand? So 
that's my favorite when they say, can you build that for me? <laughs> like not, can you buy that for me? You know, that's just one of the most amazing things for me to hear from them. Yeah, that, that is awesome though. I find that list of, can you build me gets longer and longer and longer. Yes. And, and I'm definitely at a point where I can't keep up with it. Um, and it's also, but you said you were going to build it for me. <laughs> How come you didn't build it for me yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they asked like, you know, just yesterday. Yeah. That's kind of what I get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So what would be your advice? And I feel like you've probably been put in this position, but what would be your advice to um, another woman, especially another mom who would want to tackle like, you know, making or DIY or woodworking, but hesitant to get started? Just go for it. You're going to fail. Your first couple of projects are going to suck. They're going to be really bad. There's, they're going to be some ugly looking joints in there, but it's going to be something and it's a start. You just have to start somewhere. And every single project I have done, I have failed in one way or another. Something has gone wrong. And it's just, you figure out how to fix those fails and you just move on. And then you end up with a decent looking <laughs> product at the end. So just don't be afraid to fail. Just go for it. Just cut something. <laughs> Hopefully not your finger though. Hopefully not. Your finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. All right. What uh, other maker moms that you know of out there that you're following along with, do you get inspiration from? Other maker moms. Um, Alma is a pretty cool maker mom. Mm -hmm. She's cool. Let me think of other maker moms. Oh, she's Pink Soul Studios, in case you didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, who are other maker moms? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot here. They're I know, all awesome. I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll, you can you can stick with Alma. We'll go with that. Alma is definitely very cool. All right, cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. In case somebody is not following along with you, though I doubt that's the case, um, where can they find you on all of the interwebs? On all the interwebs. I'm at 3x3custom.com. That's a 3x3. On Instagram, I'm also 3x3custom. On YouTube, I'm 3x3custom. Tamar. <laughs> uh everywhere is three by three custom yeah okay are you also on pinterest i am yes i'm not really active i just pin my most recent things yeah. yeah okay all right well i'll um include all of those in the show notes so people can follow along with you and see what you're up to your latest jigger fixture that you've created <laughs> um, awesome yes um and thanks so much for talking with me today well thanks for having me it was a very fun conversation yeah again that was tamar with three by three custom an absolute joy to talk with her. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation and the interview, and I'm sure you enjoyed it 
as well. Again, don't forget to follow along with Maker Mom Podcast over on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom Podcast. And also, in case you missed it a couple episodes ago, I did bring up and mention that uh, myself, Katie Freeman, will be moderating a parent panel at WorkbenchCon in February 2020. So I hope to see all of you there. I know that the tickets are up and available for early bird specials, so make sure you grab them now. Uh, so that you can be there and you can come join the panel. We'll come and see the panel. Uh, some great guests on there, and you won't want to miss out on that conversation talking about work-life balance and all that good stuff and hearing from some of your favorite Maker Moms, plus a couple of uh, Maker Dads as well. Uh, so don't miss out on that. All right, until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Mm-hmm.